If you had to describe the church to a non-believer, how would you do it? It's not an easy question to answer. Sometimes what is most familiar to us is hardest to define. Today, however, this Sunday dedicated to honoring God's mercy, we are presented with a beautiful portrait that brings out the church's most essential characteristic. The church is the extension throughout all time and space of Christ's very own presence. The book of Acts shows how the infant church did exactly that, what Christ did. It paints a portrait of the church that is an exact replica of the gospel's portrait of Christ. All the Christians would gather together under the marble columns of Solomon's portico inside the temple's courtyard of Jerusalem. That same portico, the Gospels tells us, was Jesus' favorite preaching spot. Huge crowds brought the sick and possessed to the apostles, who cured them by miracles, exactly what had happened to Christ during his public ministry. The book of Acts goes on to describe how great numbers were added to the circle of believers. Here we see the beginning of the expansion of the church, the extension of this presence and action of Christ that will eventually reach the entire world. The same point is made more symbolically by the second reading. There St. John tells us that he saw seven golden lampstands, and Christ, the Son of Man, was walking among them. In the Bible, the number seven means fullness, completeness. The lampstands represent the numerous Christian communities throughout the world that together make up Christ's one church. The church shines brightly in the world, just like a lamp, with the light of Christ's truth and precious gold of his mercy. And where does Christ fit into this picture? He is in the midst of the lampstands. Christ dwells in his church. Wherever the church reaches, it brings the presence of Christ. The gospel passage removes any doubts that may be lingering after the first two readings. Jesus tells his apostles, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. In other words, you, the pillars of my church, are to be my presence in the world. This is the church, the extension of Christ's presence throughout the earth. Christ is God's redemptive, boundless mercy made visible. The church has now taken up that baton, that mission, and will be God's mercy continually made visible until the ends of the earth, until the end of time. One of the implications of this fact is that we have a very easy way to evaluate the status of our relationship with Christ, who is the source and meaning of our life. If the church is the extension throughout time and space of Christ's presence, then our relationship with the church is a reflection of our relationship with Christ. Let me suggest three possible levels in this relationship. The first is that of a stranger. These, at some point, have left the church and hardly think about it anymore. In the back of their minds, they still are Catholics, but the life of the church, its worship and its mission, does not resonate in their lives. As a result, they no longer understand church teaching, and they may even criticize it. At the very least, they pick and choose which teachings they will follow. Since they are strangers to the church, they are also strangers to Christ. They have aborted their friendship with him. Hopefully, those of us here this morning do not fall into this category. But we must always remember that the devil wants to bring all of us to this point, to separate us from Christ by separating us from the church. 
We should also remember that Jesus wants desperately to bring these strangers back home, back into his friendship. And we are the messengers he sends to make that happen. The second possible level of relationship is that of an acquaintance. Other Catholics have a much more visible relationship with the church. They usually make it to Sunday Mass at least a couple times a month, major church functions, and various parish activities. But their relationship stops at the level of appearances. They haven't yet made the church's mission their own. They are like visitors who come to the game and cheer, but they don't actually get into the game. Perhaps acquaintances are those who have not received the sacrament of reconciliation in over a year and don't believe they need it. And thirdly, true friends. These Catholics realize the church is much more than a building, that being Catholic is a way of life that involves actively sharing Christ's desires, as true friends always do. For them, the visible aspects of the church are like the sidelines where they get equipped for the game, for their mission to extend Christ's presence in the world. Jesus doesn't want us to be strangers. He's glad when we make his acquaintance, but what he really wants is our friendship. Like any relationship, our relationship with Christ in the church is dynamic. It can either grow or wither. All of us want to be productive members of the church. All of us are eager to do the part we were created for in building up Christ's kingdom. That's why we're here. We want to shine like those gold lampstands. That desire, however, will only be a pipe dream unless we turn it into action each day, concrete steps to understand more fully and carry out more consciously the mission. One concrete step that we can all take is a weekly checkup of our relationship with the church. It consists of a short evaluation before each Sunday Mass that ends in prayer. We come to church five minutes early, kneel before the Lord, thank Him for the past week, and then reflect in His presence on what kind of church member were we during the past week. Were we Christ's presence to those around us, our family, friends, colleagues, and the strangers we ran into? Were we active Christians, faithful messengers, or were we just an acquaintance this week? maybe being seen at church activities, but not really participating in the mission of being Christ's presence in the world. After a quick bird's-eye view of the week, we can ask Christ to forgive our failures, and we renew our desire to be his true friend, his reliable team member. If each of us would do this simple prayer each week, we would gradually begin to see a new awakening in the community around us. Immaculate Heart of Mary would little by little begin to fulfill much more our mission to be the extension of Christ's presence in our corner of the world and throughout history. And the better we fulfill that mission, the happier we will be, because that's what we were created to do. So as we continue our Eucharist on this Divine Mercy Sunday, let us make a firm commitment to be friends to Jesus, no longer strangers and not mere acquaintances.